Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Very Nice Podcast. I'm Yoni here in Boston. And I'm Manny here in Denver. And today, for the first time in a long time, we have a guest. And not just any guest. We have another international fellow coming all the way from Brazil, my my good friend and future roommate, Natan. What's good, everyone? My name is Natan. I'm from Brazil. And, and yeah. that's his entire personality. Yeah, now I'm joking. <laughs> Good to be here. Really yeah. Excited. Natan is like the last close friend of mine who hadn't been on the podcast. And it was honestly my bad because he probably is one of the mo- most interesting characters coming from Brazil. Um, I'm not even sure of, if, of his whole his whole background and his whole origin story. I've, I've had bits and pieces, but he's he's kind of a mystery man. He's a Jew from Brazil. I didn't know there were too many down there, but apparently there's a big community from what he's told me. Um, well, yeah, like the community there, Jewish community is like top 10 in the world. So like there's like probably, top 10 in what sense? Like, in, like There's like 800 million, 800,000. Oh, like, like size wise. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Yeah. I mean, it's really just like Israel, United States, and then the rest is like a couple hundred thousand. Wait, you're saying there's 800,000 Jews in Brazil? Yeah. It's like huge comedian, mainly when I, where I live. It's like a bubble there, like two full neighborhoods, like mostly Jewish. Like every time I go out, like Friday afternoon, like I see a bunch of rabbis walking around. It's like that's fire. It's fun, yeah. yeah, I wanted to get into like your origin story, your background in Brazil. So like you kind of got into it, but like how how was it growing up there? You obviously grew up, grew up in a very Jewish community. Like, was it like very, is it like very much segregated? Like where are you, like what city are you from? Like, I know this, but if you want to like. So I'm from Sao Paulo, was Sao born Paulo. there, lived there all my life. My father's family is from another state, from Paraná. It's a, it's another big city called Curitiba. They have like a bunch of businesses there, but I was born in like in the good parts of Brazil because everyone probably knows like there's like two sides of Brazil. There's like the bad side and the good side, like the good side, the culture, the parties, like everything, the girls. But the Brazilian um, butt lifts. Yeah, of course. The BBLs. And, yeah. Then there's like the bad side, like the slums, the like that everyone knows. like thinks Brazil is like poor and everything. So there's like a lot of segregation, like anywhere else. It's like normal, but there's a lot in Brazil. And like, there's been ever, a lot. Yeah, no, go ahead, man. Do you ever go to the Brazilian slums? So no, like they're kind of like farther from the city. Like you can see there's like a lot of homeless, like in the city, like people asking for money and all that. But like the bad parts are kind of like more segregated, like outside the city in like some fields that they they build their own houses. It's called like favelas in Portuguese. Oh, yeah, they're like huts. Yeah, they build their own shit. Like there is no like engineering part of it. Like they get their water like by themselves. It's like yeah, you know, like there's not like uh there's not a lot of infrastructure like yeah. centralized sewage and shit. Like yeah. you pass through it, like when you're on the road, like from city to city, like you see a yeah. bunch of those. That's crazy. And and you mentioned this to me that like Brazil's a dangerous place. Like Natan has an armored car, yeah. like bulletproof windows. So like all my friends, a bunch of friends of mine have like security guards. It's kind of like necessary because I have a bunch of like billionaire friends in Brazil. 
which aren't billionaires here, by the way, because like the dollar to real, like the ratio is one to five, so it's not that much. So I'm not like that rich here, but like in Brazil, like you gotta have like bulletproof cards, you gotta have like security guards, so, like everyone has it. It's like normal because like there's shootouts, like in the one of the big cities, Rio that everyone probably knows like you go on the street you can like listen to like shootings and all that it's like crazy because there there's also like the biggest love in the world like there's cartels there and it's like really bad cartels for what cocaine like no mostly like weed because weed is not legal not legalized right anywhere in brazil so they like it's like they just traffic a lot of weed oh, like yeah. all around no but medical. it's not that hard to, it's not that hard to get it. like i have a, a friend of mine like that sells weed so damn it's not that hard to get it but it's like dangerous because it could be laced you know so you gotta make sure like i always let my friend smoke first and then smoke. <laughs> yeah okay you, you test it out first yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh, even though even though he's your friend you're like you're still like, yeah. Okay. Like, if he trusts the guy that he's getting. Yeah, because like, this it depends on who he gets yeah. it from. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but, like, that's pretty crazy. Like, security guards, like, that'd be, yeah. like, kind of cool if I had, like, an entourage of security guards. Because, like, there is, you know, probably know the Safras, you know, the bank, Safra. Yeah. There's, like, it's a multinational bank. Like, and I went to, like, their school. Like, some, like, the grand grandchildren from the guy who created the bank went to my school they created my school oh so they, they made got, a school they got it it's like a it's like a like a neighborhood around the school and the school is uh, like they get in the school it's like the walls are like like 10 feet tall oh it's yeah like, like so like you went to a school that was like guarded right like yeah. pretty heavily isn't that crazy it's like so many guards and like the when they got in the school they got in with like two security cars and like their cars like huge bulletproof cars like yeah natan actually grew up in a palace he is natan uh, what what do your parents do so my dad is the ceo of a company of a telecommunications company called fibrazil it's kind of a startup their parent company is called telefonica it's also a telecommunications one but they wanted to create it like another company that took care of like a specific niche which is fibra which is like it's like faster signal from like phone to phone oh, like fiber yeah. and then my mom is a psychologist very and, cool yeah like my my fam my father's like family's business is like huge in brazil you know the seventh uh wonder in the world is like the the falls the niagara falls the yeah in canada no the actually you mean the, the jesus thing in brazil no, there is no, no there's <laughs> that's also like another one you know the falls in the south of brazil between like argentina brazil and peru there's like it's one of the seven wonders in the okay, world yeah and then it? like my great-grandfather kind of owns like part of it it's like oh he like has like some land rights to that like yeah i've been there like seven times i go there for free here's a picture of what the falls kind of look yeah, like that's the one one of the seven wow it's beautiful yeah i can show so you're that. saying you own a part of that like my family yeah like my my father's family they have like businesses all around brazil and we actually like invest here because the economy in Brazil is like going down. Yeah, I mean, like, what are you so like? I know they just had elections, and I I remember you, Natan, you were very upset about the new president that got elected. But I remember the president before also had like some issues in terms of corruption. Brazil in general is just a very corrupt country. Like Natan told me some shocking things about like 
like imagine how you have to get a driver's license like so simple yeah, shit like that it's like the driver's licenses you gotta pay for it you know i paid like a thousand bucks so i can like you don't pass the test it's almost impossible like one out of like 20 people actually get their driver's license like legally like totally legally but then like most of the people just pay for it you do the test but the guy's like okay don't worry about it yeah like (laughs) like if you don't pay the the people off like they won't pass you for the test they did it like on purpose for everything which is great like that's like such a a basic thing like a drive like you have to pay for everything basically that's crazy and then so with this new guy he used to be president a while back got arrested because of corruption now he's back like how did how did that go yeah so basically <laughs> he got arrested because they found out he has like a triplex like a three-story like apartment in rio like a like a huge apartment and then they found out that they, he was stealing money from like a huge like public company in brazil and he got arrested but like the north of brazil we call like the shithole of brazil like the north east whatever it's like like in america like they kind of got money from this guy it's called bolsa familia like he gave money to a bunch of families like 300 bucks a month they don't work they don't do shit they just get money for the government so they wanted to re-elect this guy sounds like welfare here in the state no (laughs) No, so he basically like bribed a bunch of people to get him re-elected yeah there are a bunch of videos going around of like guys in like motorcycles giving money around with like his face with the president's face like on their chest whatever that's like he's not even trying to be slick with it like he is just openly like cash for votes like like, imagine just seeing a guy with a bag full of cash riding around the motorcycle just throwing it out like with with trump's face on his shirt yeah it was funny i actually saw like a guy like with a decked out trump motorcycle in boston when my parents were in town but he wasn't giving out money but like same same vibes that's crazy and apparently this guy's like what like super anti-israel and such too like not good for the jewish community yeah compared to the one now that has like close relation to trump and likes israel and everything this guy like kind of is in favor of like palestine yeah so like the guy before like was also corrupt but like you were like okay like he he's friends with israel so like okay but now how much does no no pros (laughs) how much does like the brazilian president's view on israel actually affect israel it's kind of like more a world thing i think like what he thinks about it affects like all the what other countries think about it you know and what the people in brazil think about it yeah so, like he could change the like like where, it could be more hostile towards jews yeah, in brazil is what you're saying yeah that's you know, like more the anti-semitism like raises like people who believe that palestine should be the country like actually come out and start supporting it you know yeah i feel like latin america in general though like they probably like don't particularly care i feel like yeah but there was like some stories that the nazis when they came out they went to like argentina yeah, yeah and argentina, right, there's right, a lot right. of nazis <laughs> a lot of those yeah apparently there's like I, I don't know why exactly i'm not sure if you know this but like for, there's like a bad reason for why like there's no black people on the argentinian national soccer team do you know anything about that i have no idea like no, it, no, it's just like a oh. state <laughs> wait that's yeah i don't know that's interesting like but... the only country in the world that was in the world cup that didn't have a single even all the ones in Europe had like black players. It's weird. Hmm. Natan, um question. So you said that 
your school has security guards, like you drive around in bulletproof cars. Have you ever like experienced a dangerous situation or not really? Yeah. So I got mugged twice. What? So I lost my phone twice in my life. My brother also got mugged twice. Like it's normal. Like we're taught since like we're children to like when someone approaches you in the street, you're by yourself, just give out your phone, give out whatever you have. Because they can like have a knife or like a gun. You can... Don't even wait for them to ask you for the money. They approach you, you're like, here you go, sir. Like this. Yeah, but I heard a friend of mine, a girl, like she knew Kung Fu. So she was like by herself on the street, like in the middle of the day, like in my neighborhood. And someone approached her, someone approached her with a knife. She knocked him out with like a kick, with like a head kick. That's... And then she she was like in her pose, waiting for him to get up. Because, like, it's what she learns in, like, kung fu classes. And then the guy got up, stabbed her a few times. She was in the hospital for three months. Oh, she should have ran. that took a terrible turn. I thought this was, like, an empowering story of, like, some woman who uh, applied her self-defense skills and took out one of these these schmuck muggers. Just got to give everything. Oh, my. Why would she wait? You have to keep pounding him, bro. Like, you put him on the floor. Like, I I guess guess that's what they teach you, but, like... I think she should have kicked and ran, but uh, yeah, I would have ran. Like, what, like, was she raiding for round two, like, fight? Like, what like, was this I Mortal Kombat? So. Like, no, I feel oh, it's still though. Yeah. I feel bad for her. Damn, I don't know. Like, for me, what happened, I was getting out of the mall. The guy probably saw me putting my phone on my pocket because you don't walk with phones or anything on your hand in the street, like, not wallets, not phones. That's why it's like so weird for me when I go back to Brazil from the US. I feel like like I use my phone on the street. Everyone's like, put it in, put it in your pocket. Like, you gotta get used to like not oh, using, not getting it out. Because when you're here for a while, you get used to like not getting. So, so let's hear both stories of when you got mugged. So, if, it, if it's not too traumatic. Yeah, it's so not be okay. It's not that bad. Okay. No, it's fine. One of them is just like my phone was like sticking out. The guy took it and ran. Oh, you just, like, took it out of your pocket? Yeah, and ran, and I just, like, blocked the phone, blocked the cards that was, like, stick to my phone. Like, yeah. And then I had to buy another one. But the other story was, I was getting out of the mall, I was putting my phone in my pocket, I was, like, walking, like, one street down, and a guy approached me, and he was, like, walk with me. And he was, like, carrying, like, a bag with, like, with something in it. I didn't know what was in it. So, like, I he could have had, like, no gun, no knife, no nothing, but, like, you never know yeah i so mean I, like it, it could be a bluff obviously yeah. but i mean clearly like, it wasn't for that one woman who got stabbed three times that's crazy <laughs> so like the guy he wasn't like that tall he was, he was like short skinny whatever and so he was like walk with me so like i walked with him and he was like pretend nothing's happening he was like saying a lot of like shit that i didn't understand he was probably on drugs and then he was like give me your phone and walk home so I gave him my phone and ran. Like, I see. That's kind of a smart mugger. Like, don't make a scene. Like, he's like, act yeah. like everything's normal. Like, I, when you're about to get kidnapped, you know, you see another movie. I think I used to it. Like, it's kind of normal getting getting mugged. So, like, I yeah, tracked I mean, just him be going later. through phones like that, bro. Yeah. So, like, I tracked him later. And I saw that he was going to one of the neighborhoods in my city that they sell crack. Them. And, like, it's a place where, like, people traffic crack, like, all around. So I, like, blocked my phone out. Like, mm-hmm. the police don't even go there. Because, like, there is no way. Because they always come back. Even though the police go there sometimes, like, spread everyone around. Like, they always come back. The so police like, have given up. They're like, yeah. this is a waste of our time and resources. Yeah, it's fucked. That's bonkers. 
Yeah. Or how are the police? Are they corrupt? Would you say or no? Like, I don't really know. A lot of, a lot of it could be to be honest, because I know someone in my building he got robbed. Like, even though my building has like five security guards or whatever, so uh, some places were pretending they were from like a telephone company. They got into my building, went to their apartment. It was like probably all planned. So they went to their apartment, got five million reais, which is like one million dollars, like oh, in cash. And wow. it's like you see, there's like people like in my building that are corrupt. Yeah, like, you need like a lot of insurance. <laughs> you need a lot of insurance, huh? Yeah. You probably have a lot of insurance policies on various things. That's uh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, like these are all bad parts of Brazil. I need to talk about the good parts. Yeah, what's so fun? The BBLs? Like, is it true? Does everyone just have a big Brazilian butt? Like the soccer? Like what makes Brazil distinct from like other Latin American countries culture-wise? So besides the Brazil, yeah. Like Portuguese, everyone thinks we speak Spanish. I know, yeah. Portuguese. So like basically there are some good parts. Like big booties, of course. And like we're also identified by the soccer, even though it was like invented in England or whatever. We're like the country of soccer, like That's since Pele, and then we had like a lot of good teams. We're the country with like most World Cups. Really sad. Yeah, lost. he was like we were worried for Natan. He was on like suicide watch. He was like flipping tables when they lost to Croatia. I was so yeah, but Neymar was crying, man. Yeah, I'm sure everyone cried. And it was Natan thought he was like on the team, basically. He was like, This is terrible. And then, like, Leo, our friend that we've had on, he's like, You're not on the team, Natan. But yeah, but like, he doesn't understand. So much. Yeah, Leo's not a big sports guy. Yeah, but like, Natan, uh, what about the Amazon rainforest? So, that's have you ever visited there? Like, have you ever gone there? No, my brothers did. Like, I don't really care. Like, you some. European countries are trying to take it. I'm like, just take it. I don't care. Probably take care of it more than us. Sell it off. We can get somebody. Build up some better cities. And like some people say, it provides like a lot of oxygen to the whole world or whatever. We also are like the biggest country in like agriculture. I think the second biggest. Like sell coffee and like a bunch of other like agricultural shit. But I'm not really into it. Yeah, Brazil is such a vital uh, country for, like, natural resources and, like, things like like the trees and, like, the yeah. rainforest. Like, these, like, vital things and, like, agriculture as well. And it's being controlled by, like, such a shitty government. Like, it's that's kind of troublesome if you think about it. Like, they're really, like, coincidentally in charge of, like, some important shit that, yeah. like... They, yeah, Brazil's huge. Like, yeah, it is a huge country. And I know they're like cutting down parts of the forest for like the wood. Yeah, I know the president was like, "I want, I want some wood." Like internationally, it's like known for it. Like even Elon Musk went to Brazil, I think last year, and with like a bunch of other like powerful people, like billionaires interested in the agricultural, and because of the size of Brazil, and we're like have really good land for like agricultural, like, and like everything basically. brazil probably could be one of the most powerful nations in the world if it was like run correctly yeah <laughs> like just natural resources wise we're also known as like a fighter people like we fight for our rights and everything like america fought whatever like for 50 years but we're like <laughs> continuing fighting they're still going <laughs> yeah like never happened. i mean like people i don't stop 
Yeah, the grind don't stop. Did yeah. you guys fight for independence against Portugal? When not really. One of the like kings or princes yeah. in Portugal just came to Brazil and was like, okay, I want to stay here. So independence. That yeah. was it. You're like, you know, I would chill here, make it make a Brazilian, you know how it is. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Wait, so do so where where does your fam when did your family come to Brazil? Because like were they there since like Back in the colonial days of Portugal, no. or they moved recently, like after World War II? So my mother's side, they came from Poland, like uh, my mother's side, like my great-grandparents. They came from Poland before the World War II, when it was like starting it. And my father's side came before World War I, so we weren't really involved in either. Oh, wow. Yeah, like we've been in Brazil for a while. So that's why he's so white, folks. And that is why you never guess he's Brazilian. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> there are a lot of white people. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sure the Jewish community is like yeah. Ashki, right? Are there a lot of Sephardic Jews in uh Terrible. No way. Okay. Yeah. Why no way? Because how the hell would a Sephardic Jew end up in Brazil? They well, how would, how would any Jews end up in Brazil? They, they ran, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I feel like it was more the, uh, like, when the Sephardic Jews ran, they ran to the Middle East, and then when they ran next, they ran to Israel. And, yeah, true. And, uh, Maybe the U.S. And the U.S. But then Ashkenazi Jews were, like, hella running, like, all through the 1900s. You know? Yeah, they, they Do you know why they chose Brazil? They're just like, fuck it. I don't know. Latin America. It's like they chose here. Yeah, but like this is a lot more of an appealing place, I feel like. What do you mean? It was the same <laughs> thing like back in the days. Uh I mean I guess America wasn't as much of a superpower like pre-World War II. Yeah. But... <laughs> Maybe they chose Brazil because they like nature, Yoni. God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably not, but <laughs> <laughs> okay, but one thing is about Brazil that's a positive is that you would you you say that the nightlife is like way better in Brazil, wow. at least compared to Boston. Boston, it's like anywhere. closes down at 2 a.m. But like the parties are just getting started. Yeah. In Brazil. Like so like my city, I feel like it's kind of New York. Like it's crazy. Mostly like the weekends though. Like parties end at like 7 a.m., 8 a.m. It's like crazy. It starts at like 10 p.m., goes like for whatever, 10, 12 hours, depends on the day. It's like it's so fun. It's like raves. We don't have like yeah. clubs like this shit. There are also like some people who organize like huge raves. Like one of the best. Like best outside? Parties, like some outside, some inside, some depends on the weather. But like the best part that I've been was like in a hangar. They like got a full hangar and like oh, seven thousand people like partying. Yeah, hangers are big. Yeah, it was like crazy. Like, and it's also like open bar. You gotta like you can drink how much ever you want. Really? And, like what's like? There's a flat fee when you come in. Like yeah, you just pay for the party and like we know it's gonna have drinks. And all you can drink. Yeah, that's fire. Yeah, no fucking clubbing in America is such a rip off. It's like a thousand dollars for a, a a piece of wood, aka yeah, a table. <laughs> yeah that's great sure. no i see what you're saying now how like money does not stretch as far as it does in brazil yes but yeah matan's a cheap fuck here like because everything's so expensive like bro i just want to <laughs> slice a pizza like will you split the cheese pizza with me oh yeah another thing is natan keep like natan comes from a pretty religious family like he keeps kosher yeah. um his brother is like studying his older brother who was an aipa here as well he just graduated um uh, 
Is he like studying yeshiva? Yeah, he's in Israel for Yeah, he like he's like very much into it. Natan's more of a rebel child. Uh, you could say so. Yeah, in my family, I'm kind of the rebel, but I'm bringing my younger brother with me. So that would be. <laughs> yeah, dude, I met his little brother. Very smart kid. Um, he came and just visited like while he was still in high school, or was he like finished with high school? No, he's just finished. Yeah, he's applying to like Stanford. He got into two colleges already. Where is he? Yeah, he which got one? To, I think. University, you pen something like that. I don't know. I think you're thinking Penn State. Penn State. Yeah. Yes. I don't really know about colleges here, but I don't know. Natan just because you're because you were just like thinking of BU because your older brother was already there when yeah. you applied, and you're just like I'm gonna go. But I applied to Noni. first. Babs. Noni, I think he was saying just you pen, not Penn State. No, Penn State. It's Penn State. Yeah, uh, I I know because I had this conversation with him earlier. Yeah, I think he's I trying to flex it. on the podcast. Did he even apply to you, Penn? I mean, like I could see him. It's I, a good school. Computer, he wants computer science. Does yeah, computer science. I mean, all colleges have computer science. It just depends on like who has better programs. Like it makes sense why he'd apply to Stanford. Like, he applied like to Carnegie Mellon, but he yeah, was deferred, and now he's waiting for Stanford this year. Damn. Yeah, he's really smart. Yeah, you know, I Natan, I, I go to school in California. Where? Uh, Southern California in LA. USC. How is that? It's very nice. You know, I applied there too. You did? Oh, yeah. I got ED2 here, so... Just... Oh, yeah, he ED'd here, so he was like... Well, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Like, how are frats there? Do you guys have frats? Or... Yeah, yeah, they're good. They're big. Big for us. Yeah, they have like actual ma- like big houses oh. and like a Greek row where they can put the letters on their house and yeah, like he's shown me some of them like and they have like massive backyards. Also California, yeah. the weather's so nice. We might have one here. We're thinking of getting the eight by letters on a Bay State row house. Oh yeah, yeah. We might like actually be the first oh, yeah? fraternity to get like because like Api owns real estate here because like Api National is like probably low key yeah. loaded. And so they like rent it out right now, but like they were thinking of making it like the official. But it's like in like it's like an East Campus, which is away from like the rest of the fraternities. So it wouldn't be like a party house. Yeah, but it was. It could be though. Yeah, it's like we're a lot of MIT frats. For some reason, MIT frats are like on our side of the river. Like even though MIT is like in the Cambridge side, but like they're just like random frats like in like near downtown boston i think because in the other side there's just like most of buildings yeah like i literally see the mit shuttle come through our campus more often than the bu bus and i'm like what the fuck like (laughs) (laughs) bu is just ass (laughs) no bu is great right it is great i made a a, my final film project which i should be releasing soon it it actually uh, premiered on this past thursday uh like there's I, like my film was chosen as a finalist out of my production class so i got like to be shown at the screening and then it was about a student who got rejected by mit and chose bu instead nice it was a really uplifting journey was um, it yeah i mean it, yeah it, it was kind of making fun of bu but at the same time <laughs> the people loved it though the, i think it's because the my audience was like all bu students because it was a bu screening but like it really had natan didn't make it yeah, sadly. Well, you had a final now. Yeah, I'm in question, bro. I'm in question. Question means business. No, fuck that. But, like, yeah, I could tell one of my stories, like crazy stories. Yeah, what do you have for us? First time. Yeah, I let's hear it. Leave. Okay. Yeah, in Brazil. In Was Brazil. it laced? <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. My friends got really crazy. 
Like I smoked weed pen in my exchange program. I made an exchange program by the way in North Carolina. Yeah. And I stayed six months. So like like a guy just pulled like some car keys and he was like, You wanna take a hit? I'm like on a key or what? And he like click a button and there was like a pen. On his car keys? Like I don't know what That's was it. I think it's like so interesting to hide it or something like that. So like I yeah, took a hit of it, it wasn't that high or whatever. Then I came back to Brazil and I was like, now I want to smoke. Yeah, you're like, now I'm a pro. <laughs> so like uh, me and a bunch of friends go to the, this friend's house and we take a couple of hits and we go like to the streets just to walk around to see if it hits or not. Let's hope we don't get mugged. Uh, yeah, that's true. But it was like a, a closed community. Okay, yeah. Answer, so it was fine. So one of my friends like got really crazy and he started like, I can't walk anymore. Again, we were trying to like pull him to walk a little bit more and he couldn't. So he just sat down. He just sat on the ground. He's like, yeah. oh, not moving. Then in the middle of the street. So we're like, okay, let's just sit here. <laughs> Everyone made like a circle well, in the okay, middle circle. of the street. And we just started like talking and my friend was like tweaking out. He was like, what's going on? Where am I? Whatever. And then he started like feeling mosquitoes landing on his like arms and like shoulders or whatever. So he started like hitting himself. <laughs> and Wait, what did he feel land on him? Mosquitoes. Like a bunch of mosquitoes. But... He's like, stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. <laughs> so like everyone else started tweaking and everyone like looked around. There was a bunch of mosquitoes. Like, I don't know if there were actual mosquitoes, but everyone started like hitting themselves, hitting the other guy. Oh, there's a mosquito. It's like a guy. swarm of mosquitoes. There's like a movie about that. Or like what, like the locust plague. It's like the locust plague. Yeah. Like in the Bible. <laughs> but like everyone got like really crazy. Everyone started tweaking out. So we got up, we started running in the middle of the, there was like a soccer field. Started running. And one of my friends was like, there's a helicopter following us. <laughs> Because we had like helicopters, guy. I started running. One of my friends slipped, broke his arm, <laughs> and he got up. We continued running. So we found like a bench. We sat down, and then like a police car like was passing by on the street. So everyone like lower your head. Everyone like stayed like this for like five minutes. If they don't, if we don't see them, they don't see us. <laughs> So like we we're like tweaking out. It was crazy. But then the good the cop like got out of the car. And was like flashing the lights on the field or whatever, and we're all like, check the lights. Because <laughs> like, yes, he won't notice. And so he was like flashing lights, and then one of my friends was like, okay, he left. I started running, running, running. Was there actually a helicopter following you? I don't know. No way. I don't know. Maybe. Yoni, come on. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was a crazy story. And then, like, we just sat in the middle of the field and stayed there for, like, two hours until, like, the it passed. And then I only smoked after, like, two months. Because, like, it's not normal in Brazil to smoke. Like, almost no one does it. Like, they said it's easy to get. It's easy to get. Like, me and my friends do it. But, like... Not often? Not often. Yeah. Sounds like it's quite a journey when you do. It is. It's, it's weed plus a little, little pizzazz. Yeah. You know, the mosquito part of that story reminded me of there is a movie about like if all the birds in the world decided to like declare war against people you know it, it, they mess yeah, they mess like you planet, up planet of the apes but planet of the mosquitoes yeah is there like a lot of mosquitoes in brazil it's probably like pretty humid down there yeah you guys are like on the equator like in the houses outside the city like i have a house outside the city like uh, in a closed community you know and we go there like on the weekends, whatever. There's a lot of mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah. And like nice. now he's in like a completely different climate. Like Boston is like yeah. 
Antarctica for you. Like it can be like a pretty chill day, like 50 degrees, which is like pretty normal in Boston. And like Natan will be like, I'm cold. 50 degrees is like the chillest day you get in Brazil. In Brazil, yeah. yeah. Same with so fucking California. But like, um, that's like, like, how do you survive in the winter? Like, are you just like... No, I can wear like four layers. Yeah, like, and Natan also has a little scooter he rims around yeah. him, which actually got stolen, but he got a new one. Yeah. He got stolen. So I left it in my basement and the next and day it wasn't there. The basement is, his basement is also the frat basement. Yeah. Nothing to save. I should be. Yeah, they do a really bad job at locking their doors. So do not come to... No, I'm not going to say the address. <laughs> because their doors will be unlocked. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's good. Is there like... Should we do like a Mount... Like, Natani, I want to give you like your Mount Rush... We do this segment called Mount Rushmore sometimes. We don't really have time for a draft. But of like the top four of like whatever the category is. So like, should we do like Mount Rush... Like top four of Brazil. Like top four things to like do or see or like... Top four things to see in Brazil. Um, like, is the Jesus statue really worth it? Like, no, I've okay. never. But the falls are, yeah. The falls are sick. Like, you get in the boat, you go under them. It's like, oh, that's sick. It's so nice. So do you get like soaked when you go under? Yeah, nice. it's like they do it on purpose. Yeah, it sounds so fun. fun. Okay, that's number one. Okay. Um, like Rio is really pretty because it's like beaches in both uh, ways, like nice. beaches and beaches, like all around. <laughs> Beaches and beaches. <laughs> yeah, clubs that are sick too. Like clubs, oh, I mean, yeah. like raves that we do. Yeah, like yeah. five thousand people, and it's just like a fun place to be. And yeah, I don't know. That was you. You, you did too. Yeah. There's nothing else better. Um, no, no I did three. The beaches, the beaches. And okay, the Brazilian <laughs> beaches and the Brazilian bitches and uh the wall the waterfalls. Yeah. And or no mass. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of like really nice views. Like in any city that you go, like it's a pretty mount. Like there's some yeah. some solid mountains, right? But yeah. there's no skiing because it doesn't snow. Yeah, damn. But it's still sick. Like you go up, see the like sunset, sunrise. I think that's it. Wow. Damn, it's really pretty. That's beautiful. But in Israel, it's better though. Yeah, Israel is pretty pretty pretty. And yeah. also because like the Brazilian beach faces. Um, it's against the sun. Yeah, so like you don't see the sunset in Brazilian you beach. Um, you can only right. yeah, you see the sunrise, but like no way Natan's getting up that early. Yeah, don't. Dude wakes up at noon here anyway. <laughs> uh yeah, I really want to come visit. Like it's just like far, but like well, one day. Yeah, but and we're all gonna pull up. Every, anyone who's watching this, all the VMP listeners were throwing a rave at Natan's house. Pull up Sao Paulo and or Rio de Janeiro. Anytime. All right, well, with that, Natan, thank you for giving us the rundown on all things Brazil. Thank and you for having me. It was a pleasure uh, meeting you, and uh, yeah, man. Uh, Yeah, so thank you guys for watching. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok for the funniest clips of each and every episode. Um, Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review if you enjoyed today's episode. I know Natan would really appreciate it. Um, he, he loves the five stars. And uh, follow us on Spotify. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon where you get a free mug included with your subscription. Right, Natan? Natan yeah, loves his, his delicious, free, uh, very nice podcast mug. Um, and with that, we hope you guys have a, a wonderful winter break. Happy holidays. Uh, the holidays are coming up. We hope you snuggle up, stay warm, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you on, on the flip. Bye-bye.